All right, so short circuit, a little spinoff of the circuit podcast at which me, Elijah Shaw, because I'm never around, I'm going to do my own little mini podcast, and I decided that I could, since I'm doing a podcast, I could bring my friends up. And so... Welcome to the Short Circuit Podcast. My name is Elijah Shaw, and my guest today is Vantrell Wilson. He's a personal protection agent who specializes in working with high network families. Full disclosure... We work together, and he's also a dear friend, uh, but that's one of the perks of having your own podcast. But, you know, the cool thing about this show is that I have the opportunity to bring people uh, who work in the industry, and then we do a deep dive into the certain aspects of the profession. And, you know, usually we, we kind of take a topic and kind of break down that topic and, and, and try and drill in. And so today I wanted to talk about problem solving for protectors. And that's one thing I, I for sure know that Ventro has uh, quite a bit of experience in with this, this problem solving. But, uh, well, first of all, hey, Ventro, what's going on? All's well, how are you? Good stuff, bro, good stuff. <laughs> uh, before we get started, man, I wanted to, it's our tradition, we do these three rapid fire questions. You don't have to give them a whole lot of thought, you know, just tell me what uh -huh. comes to mind. And then, of course, after we're done, then we'll, we'll dive into that, the topic at hand. Cool. So first question, what's your favorite thing about the industry? The experience. Okay. What you mean? Uh, travel, for sure. Mm -hmm. Interacting, network, networking with different people, just gaining that all-around experience okay. versus right. doing something else. Something Got it. I see that. All right. So I got to flip it though. So what's the worst thing or something that you like the least about our industry? Uh, the least would be social media. <laughs> okay. You got to tell me a little bit about that. Come on. Uh, in my, in my opinion, it's easy to hide behind a character. Mm. And, uh, and there's Monday morning quarterbacking. Got situations okay. on sure. different events and experiences and mm -hmm. videos and pictures where if you're not there in that moment, you don't know the whole, whole picture of the full aspect of Got what's it. going on. And, and I think you'd probably agree with me that, you know, for, for many, social media brings out the worst in the person. Right. I see what you're saying. All right. And so the last one's a little different. Third question. Um, here's what I want you to do. I want you to name one person past or present, alive or dead, that you would have liked or would like to provide protective services to? So you can go Only back one. Just one person. Sky's the limit, though. Sometimes I feel like I'm doing it for you. But... <laughs> You're trying to be funny now, right? <laughs> I'll say Malcolm X. Malcolm X. All right, okay. Bro, we've had so many different... Uh, people that have i mean it's run the gambit like i, I, I gotta check though i gotta think malcolm x might have been already there but i mean it's been from muhammad wow. ali to malcolm x to uh bishop desmond tutu to i mean just uh to jfk uh wow. somebody even said wait wait somebody even said jesus christ which you know <laughs> I, I don't even know if i want to touch that one but imagine know, that yeah yeah so we, you know i always say that one day i like to bring everybody back and we just do it uh, a, a roundtable discussion 
Oh yeah. Or, or why we picked who we picked. Yeah. But you know, <laughs> th- you know, that's something for another another day. Um, you know, but for today though, I want to talk about problem solving for protectors. And as I define it, that's when the you know the client or the detail leader has an issue, and it's up to us as the protected to resolve it. And you know, that's a skill set that not everyone possesses. Right. You know, people might they, they say they do, you know, or they'll, they'll tell you that they, okay, yeah, I'm a, I'm a problem solver when they do an interview or something like that. But everybody doesn't have that, that, that talent, including many in our industry. Um, and so my question to you is, my first question is, you know, what do you think makes a, a great problem solver? Uh, I think you have to be open-minded. Okay. And not necessarily a critical thinker. Mm-hmm. And you have to be objective sometimes where Mm. you have to be forward thinking okay, and kind of have a solution because you always say if you got a problem and a solution, then you don't have a problem because it's already solved. So forward thinking for sure. Mm -hmm. And uh, try to be ahead of the curve or the game and try to correct those issues, kind of foresee it Uh before it happens. So there's, there's a couple of things in there. One thing that you said, which I thought was interesting, you said, I, again, I want to make sure I, I, I got it right there. So, so, so critical thinking was a part of it, but, but you said, did you say observational thinking? Right. Okay. All right. So, so, you know, you talked about having that open mind when it comes to an issue. And I think I can definitely see that because some people get blinders mm-hmm. and, they, and their thing is there's only one way to solve it. And they get so stuck on that that they blow right past the solution, you know? Right. And, and, and so I, I, I definitely see that, you know, because people want to have answers. If the problem is, is that they end up on a track sometime to get this answer and they, you know, it was that old saying about the forest, can't see the forest for the trees. Right. So, so I, I see that. So I, I think that's, you know, one of the things that, you know, when, when I, when I noticed that talent in you, uh, it, and to your other part there, which was, you know, figure out the solution. Uh, when you, when you, when you have a problem, if you can say, okay, well, here's a solution to this problem early, you might not have a problem or, right. Or, or we might have a problem, but the client doesn't have a problem or, you know, or whatever that, you know, the AIC or whatever the decision maker, they don't have a problem. Right. You know, be, because you've already presented that solution. So many people get stuck on the issue that it never yes. gets resolved, you know? Yes. Uh, so I, I, I see what you're saying with that. Um, so I know you're in the military. And of course, I know uh, prior to you uh, transitioning into protective services full-time you're a private investigator so how much of of those two things played a part in like kind of shaping your ability to problem solve i I would say they had a big part in into it uh i like to call myself a logical thinker okay and more so than a knowledgeable thinker where Mm. to me most things are logic versus picking up a book reading Getting okay. the information and retaining sure. it, so I think that plays a big part in just life experiences in itself on 
like you said, go back to the problem solving. If you got a problem, figure out what the solution is, mm-hmm. address it and move forward. Because if you get stuck in trying to figure out what that problem is, mm-hmm. there's two, three other problems down the road that you have to figure out where you're <laughs> sure. still stuck in this one. Right. So, right. It played a big part, uh, military just having the discipline and being a leader in itself. Uh, knowing what you're doing, being confident in what you're doing plays mm-hmm. a big part as well. Mm-hmm. And and I I assume uh, this is an assumption on my part because I never I never had served in the military, but I assume that there there was a much more team structure, uh, organizational structure, uh, committee hierarchy. However, on the PI side, a lot of that is is just you. Right. Right. So you you kind of ended up with in both of those elements and then figured out how to synthesize that into what you do in terms of your protective operations. Correct. My my call sign in the military was Lone Wolf. Mm. Okay. I spent a lot of time doing stuff solo. Okay. So working as a PI, you find yourself working solo. Yeah. You just have to have the discipline and the confidence in getting the job done versus depending on someone else or mm. looking for someone else, but you definitely have to use your resources in order to get the goal accomplished. Got that it. was basic thing, mission accomplished in the military. So I think to that point, when you talk about using your resources and, and blending those two things together, you know, it's like it, during your military service, you got to see what was possible. You got to see, you know, near unlimited resources you know you you you, you've got these 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 tools and these gadgets and the support and and you know um and this equipment then when you're in a private investigator you know that that budget is much more finite and you don't have the ability to call a backup etc but but you can also see what's possible in terms of you know i i know we can get this job done it's just now i have you know, uh, uh, more finite resources in order to be able to do it. Right. It's just create or be creative, especially with PI work. Uh, digging deep and try to find the answers that you're looking for is going back to problem solving. Mm. But that, trying you know, to figure out the answer to the problem. Yeah, you said digging. Though. Dig, yeah, yes. digging deep, getting past that surface level, right? For sure. Yeah. Got it. Uh, you know, so I got to say this because, you know, you mentioned even the, the lone wolf thing, you know, one of the things I both noticed and admired about you is your ability to be calm under pressure. Uh, and I imagine that plays a part in your decision making process because it helps you to think clear. I mean, what's you know, do you, I mean, do you even notice that is something that, you know, again, as I observe you, I've known you for for years now. That's, you know, I don't like, I don't, I've never seen you even get angry uh, outwardly, you know, maybe a little frustrated every blue moon, but you know, right, what I mean? I've, never, right. I've never seen you raise your voice. Uh, and we've been in some pretty hectic and, and, and stressful yeah. situations. So, you know, is that, I mean, were you always like that or is it something that you developed or what? I think being placed, going back to the military or even playing high school or college football. Being in those stressful situations, you have your coaches yelling at you, military, you have your drill instructors, and you're put in these stressful situations. 
in order to get used to your surroundings and environment mm-hmm. and and to see how well you work under pressure under stressful situations mm-hmm. in a calm manner. Because if you're on 10 <laughs> and the issue's on 10, right. you kind of but he's like he boxing, you kind of going blow for blow. So mm-hmm. I found that someone has to step back, calm themselves and clear with a and think with a clear mind mm-hmm. and an open mind. Mm-hmm. And that worked. I think I've been told that more than I realized. Mm, yeah. So it's kind of like this thing I read the other day. If you see two people arguing, nobody knows who the fool is or something like that. Right. So yeah. Uh-huh. Someone has to step back, be the bigger person, and try to mm-hmm. be solution based versus continuing beating the dead horse. Mm. No, I get that. I, I can see that. You And you're saying, you know, you found something that worked for you something that gave you or helped you achieve clarity, which right. helped helped you with the, the problem solving. Right. Yes. Yeah. And, and, you know, even when you say that, you know, I think that's something that has to come from the individual because many people might feel like that, but they get these triggers, right. you know, and something sets them off. And then, like you said, they're on 10 or they're frustrated. You know, I, I was talking to, you know, you know, someone we both know very well. I was talking to Kevin Gee and mm-hmm. and and me and Kevin were talking and we were talking about, you know, how some protectors were out with the client and maybe the client doesn't want photographs right. uh, and the protector will get so aggravated and frustrated with the paparazzi that they're angry at the paparazzi. Right. But, you know, it's like, well, they, you know, we've got a job to do. Why are we emotionally invested in this piece here? Yes, because that clouds our reason and that clouds our judgment. So we, you know, right. we were just talking about this earlier today. So I, I think, like you said, being able to step back, be removed, you know, assess the situation helps you make smarter decisions. Right. I've definitely been trained on that. You know, with the military, kind mm-hmm. of stepping back, thinking about it, processing it, mm-hmm. and then moving forward with finding out a better effective way to make it better productive decision. Got it. You know, but somebody listening to this might think that <laughs> that you sit behind a desk all day. Uh, you know, <laughs> you, you got a phone in your ear and you just stand at a computer screen. You know, but I, but I can say that, you know, in addition to like scheduling and, and, and managing staff, right. you know, you're also in the field moving with the protectees. Yes. Uh, so do you find it difficult managing one aspect of the operation you know let's say it's logistics you know you know getting the cars or you know trying to figure out the time to get from point a to point b at the same time you need to be arms at the way from the protectee yes it is challenging <laughs> very challenging so the answer is yes the answer is yes and then if you want to add another caveat to that being in a international you know, in a different country. Okay, so being overseas even even magnifies yeah. it. A different language. Mm. <laughs> when you just getting in on a seven eight hour flight, and there's a seven eight hour time difference, mm. and you kind of fatigue. So, and the clients are expecting all these things to happen as if it was yesterday. Mm. So it has its challenges. Mm. Sure. So but you find a way to work through it because I like. I like the idea of you play how you practice. 
So if Tell you what practice you mean. those things, mm-hmm. if you practice, if you practice, I think it will come more natural than trying to figure it out on the fly. Okay. Okay, but isn't this also? And I'm setting you up here because I know the answer already. You're gonna tell me, but isn't this also <laughs> the gift and the curse? Because when you do make it happen, when you do juggle all these plates and it's you're successful at it, right? Right. You know, the, the expectation is, well, okay, Ventura, do it again. You know? The expectation <laughs> is to happen every time the same way, no issues. Because mm-hmm. you made it happen last time. So. Right. Why can't it happen now? So, so problem solving, I just want to make sure I'm seeing this. So problem solving with limited resources that has a could have a negative effect because then those resources might stay limited because you made it happen. Correct. So what's what's the Correct. fix? What's the fix to that, sir? The fix is to make it a smooth transition as possible, still being productive and mm-hmm. effective mm-hmm. and getting like point A to point B. You may take a different route, mm-hmm. but you still getting there. I think uh this last movement we had, depending on the GPS, we would normally use Google Maps. Mm-hmm. But in this particular environment, Google Maps wasn't as effective as Waze. Okay. The driver knew that, but we didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So you have the, the, the resource was limited or restricted, mm-hmm. but we still made a way to make it happen. Mm-hmm. The fastest route, the clearest route. Uh, Considering uh, height, weight, number of people moving. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So there's there's always a way to go around that by using additional resources or, or secondary resources. But again, you have to plan ahead for that. Mm-hmm. If Google Maps are not effective, not working, you have your ways or your Apple Maps as an example. Right. Okay. So so when you're using this example, like you know, you, you use like kind of transportation. And then you get it done. I assume you take that lesson and apply that to future movements, right? Correct. In, in an effort to to make that more efficient and more effective. Is, is that my, am I understanding this correct? That is correct. That's that's in my mind is like you practicing to 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 play that way. Oh, for the next one. Right, right. Right. The mm-hmm. repetition will make you prepare for the next situation mm-hmm. or the next scenario mm-hmm. where you have some challenge. Mm-hmm. No, I, I get that. That, that. that makes sense. Okay, so let me switch gears for a little bit. Um, we're still on the topic of problem solving. I mean, we're on the topic now of, of, of problem solving and maybe crisis management because I know you're a family man. And, right. you know, how do you strike that balance between, you know, keeping the family happy and, and in the position you have where you're, you know, on call at work or the or those phone calls are coming in constantly, maybe at all hours of the night, uh, right. or, you know, you might be away for an extended period of time. And even the date you thought you were going to return home gets extended. So, you know, you know, how do you, how do you find that balance? Because, if again the theme of this this episode is is problem solving, we mm-hmm. want to take it away from just solving the problems of the protectee. You know, right? You know, just our profession creates its own internal problems. So, 
having a supportive family, supportive wife, mm. understanding, and letting them know that the possibility of the things that you prepare for or plan for, mm-hmm. there may be some changes or date changes, time changes. Mm-hmm. Just being open with the communication with that mm-hmm. as soon as possible, definitely, because if you're saying that you'll be home at 7 and it's 6 o'clock, you can't yeah. wait to 6.30 right. say, I'll be home tomorrow. To, to when the dinner's on the table, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, definitely home-cooked meal plays mm-hmm. a big part in that. But just having a supportive family and mm-hmm. uh, understanding family mm-hmm. uh, and also just know how to turn it off, turn it on and have that outlet to mm. let work mm. go. Even if it's 30 minutes, an hour, two hours, you have to sure. find that me time for yourself to turn work off and sure. family time or me time on. To, to that first part, I remember, you know, one of the earlier episodes, I was having a conversation with Jermaine, uh, AKA the bodyguard with a smile, but <laughs> you know, you know, and we were talking about having that buy-in from your family, right. you know, you know, making sure, you know, of course, you know, we have to deal with, with, with operational security and we have to, you know, keep close to our clients information, confidential, et cetera. But our family still has to have an idea of what we do so they can appreciate the gravity of it. Right. And then they can have an understanding of, okay, you know, why all of a sudden that seven day trip has become a 10 day trip. Or, you know, you know, I remember and I think I've I've shared this before. I remember I was out with this celebrity client who was massive at the time. And uh, and, uh, you know, we were in San Tropez Mm -hmm. and the music was blaring and there was a pool party and there were girls at the pool and there was somebody playing the Congos. And, you know, you know, my significant other at the time, I remember being on the phone with her. And if you didn't have an understanding, she would think I was having a great old time, you know, right. uh, you know, at this pool party, you know what I mean? With all these celebrities right. and, and women and stuff. But her understanding the business and the conversations that we've had and, and having insight into it, she's like, yo, I bet you can't wait to get home. And I'm like, that's correct. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. So exactly. That's that buy-in. Yeah, that's that buy-in. And then on the flip side of that, understanding their job and their employment or responsibility mm-hmm. well. So yeah, there's an even balance with that. Right, right. Because we can't just be like, oh, well, we do it's so important and, and it devalues yeah, what they what do. what you have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great point, bro. But so yeah. to, that, to that thing, you, you're thinking that through. You're problem solving with it, you know? Right, yeah. right. Never have to be ahead of the curve when dealing with family. Yeah. Trying to keep everybody happy mm-hmm. and uh, maintaining the house as well as, t- as providing for the house. Mm-hmm. Got it. Um, so I, I, I guess the, I can wrap this up here by asking this. What would Ventrell right now say to his younger self who was just looking to get into the business? I would say, one, use your resources. Mm. Two, always expect the unexpected. <laughs> okay. And three, just 
keep that level-headed and open-mindedness because it, it will come in handy. Got it. I mean, those, Be those, flexible. those you know, those are words that you can say to your younger self. And I think anybody listening to the podcast can, can, can take away the value of that stuff. So oh, my yeah. guy, I, I, I appreciate you. Um, you know, Thank I know, you. I know both of us are just getting back from, uh, an extended assignment overseas. So we're just trying to try to oh, do yeah. those things we just talked about, which is, you know, <laughs> find that balance and, and that right. outlet at the same time that the show must go on. Uh, so I appreciate the time. Uh, I wanted to make sure I got you on uh, as one of the guests. I've known that for a while. And uh, so I was, I'm glad we were able to kind of catch up in between all of the 100 other things we got going on. So many thanks, sir. And I'll talk to you soon. Thank Peace. you. Peace. You have been listening to the Circuit Magazine podcast. Be sure to subscribe and be sure to not miss an episode.